Welcome to Equipus Church Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Desiree Levy. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. Preaching in January because you know it's like this whole fresh year is like leaking out in front of us, and we've got all this opportunity that we can step into. And so I'm excited for what God wants to um, say and the the encounter that He wants to have with you personally this morning as we open up His Word, as we come around some scriptures together, and we unpack what God wants to say. Um, you know, when you look at 2022, God, what have you got in store? That's what I like to ask. I like to ask God at the beginning of the year, can I see what you see? God, what have you got for 2022? You know, I think in the natural, um, just the last couple of years have caused us as um, a worldwide people group to shrink a little, to kind of pull in to take the, the, the easier and healthier and more safe option and to restrict, to isolate, to have lockdown. But I just think in the spirit, there needs to be a pushing out. There needs to be a coming in the opposite spirit, an expansion. A, I will not be silenced, even if I have to wear a mask all the time. Lord, you're within me, your words are within me, and I can declare faith, and I can declare hope, and I can declare truth everywhere that I go. 2022. Could we be a big-hearted people who come a little closer to Jesus? Could we be big on the inside, no matter what the outside looks like? Could your love for Him grow this year? Could the love that you feel and know and understand from Him grow this year? Could you go big in 2022? Isaiah 54.2, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch, stretch your tent curtains wide. Don't hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. The message version says, think big, clear lots of ground for your tents, make your tents large, spread out, think big. And in the passion, increase is coming, so enlarge your tent, add extensions to your dwelling, hold nothing back, make the tent ropes longer and the pegs stronger. 2022, in the middle of restriction and isolation and lockdown and restraint, could we think big? Could we enlarge on the inside? Could we push out and say, I will not be held captive. I'm going to think. I'm going to dream. I'm going to imagine. I'm going to clear the ground of the clutter, the noise, the distraction, God. And I'm going to step in. I'm going to open up my heart. Deuteronomy 15, 10 to 11 talks about um, not having a stingy heart in your giving and in your generosity. But God, what God actually ministers to me from in this scripture, he says to me all the time, Desiree, I didn't make you with a small heart, so open up again. Stop living constrained. Stop, li stop living in. Live out. Push. Open up again. Don't hold back on your love for God and your love for others. Just because we can't do some of the things that we used to do, or just because some things are restricted or there's a little bit of fear of the unknown, don't restrict your love. Don't restrict your heart. Open up on the inside. Before we see big increase, enlargement, expansion on the outside, we've got to go there on the inside. It's always the way. It's how it works. Be there before you're there. <laughs> You've got to go on the inside. We need to see big in our relationship with God. Big in our love for others. Big towards the community that we do life with. You know, I shared last um, Sunday night, for those of you who were in the room, about a really real moment in my own life where my love for God went to a whole nother level. And I realized how infinitely and endlessly and whole 
like the bigness of his love towards me. I experienced his love in kind of probably the first tangible real way that I have ever experienced. So I was 16 and I'd gone to this camp that my parents had sent my brother and I to. My brother is two years younger than me, but we've always done a lot of life together. Um, we lived in the UK. Um, we've gone to these camps. We did all this kind of stuff together. And um, anyway, we went to this camp and we were not looking forward to it. It was going to be super boring in our minds, <laughs> 14 and 16-year-old minds. And we were like, oh. it was in the middle of absolutely nowhere with like nothing around except nature. And it was a hiking camp. Like, we were like, really, Mum and Dad? Really? Like, was there no other option? I think there was no other option. And they were like, it's the long school holidays. You're going on this camp. And, um, you know, at this camp, there was actually more leaders than there were kids. That's how, that's how many kids wanted to go on this camp. Okay, it was not popular. And, um, and I remember thinking, well, not. Not then, but now I think to myself, I wonder if those leaders thought, is this financially viable? Should we have cancelled this? You know? Man, like if I could get hold of them today, if I even knew any of those contact details, I would love to just say thank you. <laughs> thank you for that moment in time where you, you against all odds, and when it didn't seem normal, and when there was just not enough people and not enough stuff and probably not enough money, you still ran something that allowed me to have an encounter with Jesus that set my feet on a totally different path. I remember in this moment of worship one night, and of course, when there's more leaders than kids, you know that the presence of God is there, right? Because they all were loving Jesus, and us kids were like, <sighs> looking at them. And I remember just crying and crying in worship, like overwhelmed by God's presence. And I heard his voice for the first time in my life. And he said to me, I've got a whole other plan for your life than what you're currently choosing. And I was just like, undone in his presence. Undone. And I remember because there was this great ratio of like five to one, we were allowed to do quite a lot with the, with the leaders. And so I remember just, it was midnight. And they just let us go outside and worship. And I just sung and I looked up at the sky and I just sung, I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice. I worship you. Oh, my soul rejoice. It was like a mind-blowing encounter. And I came home from that camp, 16, and I altered the course of my life. I made some decisions, some big decisions. I ended some relationships. I made some changes. I was baptized. And I said, God, whatever it takes. I had this life-changing moment. And I've been pondering at the beginning of 2022... As a people, as a company of people, could we go to a whole nother level in our heart, our bigness, our love for Jesus? Before we get busy, before we do all the great and awesome and important things that are in front of us to do, could we just go big in our heart? Could we go outside at night, midnight, and worship? Could we just have this moment where it's just you and Jesus, you get in his presence and your life is forever altered? Because of what you've heard. Set your feet on the rock and your heart on fire. I've been pondering, you know, bigness of heart and enlargement. And there's two scriptures that in my own personal devotion in the last week have really jumped out at me. The first is quite well known. Well, actually, they're both quite well known. Psalm 19, verse 14, the words of David. 
May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be found pleasing in your sight. And Proverbs 4, verse 23. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Proverbs 4, verse 23 to 27 in the message. Let's take it in a different translation. I really want us to pay attention. So I'm going to read from the screen, okay? Can we have the message version? Keep vigilant watch over your heart. That's where life starts. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Avoid careless banter, white lies, and gossip. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sideshow distractions slash COVID. Watch your step, and the road will stretch out smooth before you. Look neither right nor left. Leave evil in the dust. What would 2022 look like for you if you went big in heart first? The title of my message this morning doesn't have any words. That's why I've not given it to you just yet. It's a picture. And I wonder if we could put it on screen. Is it going to come out very big? Yes. <laughs> 2022. Could we watch what we look at? Could we watch what we listen to? And could we watch what we say? Proverbs 4 says, keep your heart with all vigilance because out of it flow the issues of life. And the key was right there in that scripture. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. <laughs> keep your eyes straight ahead. Don't look at all the distractions. And God's going to make the path straight for you to walk on. See no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Let's go big in our hearts in 2022. We all want that road stretching out smooth in front of us. But are we prepared to do that other stuff that came first? Don't talk out of both sides of our mouths. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Don't look at all the distractions. At every juncture and major turning point or decision point in my own life, there's been a collision between my humanity and the Spirit of God. Where my humanity says, I'd love to be distracted right now. <laughs> and God says, focus. <laughs> what have I said? Keep your heart with all vigilance. Look straight ahead. Don't get distracted. Stop saying that stuff out of your mouth. Stop listening to those things. Unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. <laughs> there has to be, or there has been, in all of my significant moments, an encounter that just puts my feet back on the rock. And I look straight ahead. God, I know what you've got for me. God, I'm going to walk that way. God, I'm not going to be, allow myself any longer to be distracted and confused and disorientated. Focus. And this morning, I want to unpack um, the story of the children of Israel because there's some stuff that we could learn from them. And it's when they're on the edge of the promise from God, because 2022, we're entering a new year. There's some new promises. There's some new things for us to unpack. And I just want to use these guys as an illustration for this message. And this was the first time they were on the edge of the promise, when it all went horribly wrong. <laughs> horribly wrong. And they didn't actually get to walk into their promise. They had to go back into the wilderness, into distraction, into wandering, into talking out both sides of their mouth, into distraction. They had to go back there for 40 years before they got another shot at the promise. What can we learn? 
about what they saw and what they said. So in Numbers 13, I'm going to read a little bit of scripture because I want you to get the understanding. I want you to, to lay a platform of this illustration this morning. Numbers 13, verses 1 to 3. The Lord now said to Moses, send out men to explore the land of Canaan, the land I am giving to the Israelites. Send one leader from each of the 12 ancestral tribes. So Moses did as the Lord commanded him. He sent out 12 men, all tribal leaders of Israel, from their camp in the wilderness of Paran. I'm going to skip all the names. One, I don't want to pronounce them. Two, boring. Um, (laughs) But there was 12 leaders, and there was only two names that you would probably recognize, Caleb and Joshua. The other 10, never heard of them. So 12 leaders, two names that you would recognize. Skipping down to verse 17. Moses gave the men these instructions as he sent them out to explore the land. Go north through the Negev into the hill country. See what the land is like and find out whether the people living there are strong or weak, many or few. See what kind of land they live in. Is it good or bad? Do their towns have walls or are they unprotected like open camps? Is the soil fertile or poor? Are there many trees? Do your best to bring back some samples of the crops that you see. It happened to be the season for harvesting the first ripe grapes. So they went up and explored the land from the wilderness of Zin, all this place. Da, 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 da. They cut down a branch with a single cluster of grapes so that it took the two of them to carry it on a pole between them. Even that, I'm like, when I get grapes at the supermarket, <laughs> okay, that was so big. They, one cluster of grapes, they had to have it on a pole, and the guy, two people carried it. They also brought back samples of the pomegranates and the figs. Can you imagine how big they would have been? <laughs> If the grapes were that big, (laughs) Um, that place was called the Valley of This, which means cluster, because the cluster of grapes, that was where the cluster of grapes that Israelite men cut there. Verse 25, after exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran. They reported to the whole community what they had seen and showed them the fruit they had taken from their land. And this was their report to Moses. This is what they said. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here's the kind of fruit it produces. But the people living there are powerful. Their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. The Amalekites live in the Negev, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, and the Amorites live in the hill country. And the Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan Valley. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once to take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They're stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. I'm going to skip down to Numbers 14, verses 6 to 10. And then we've read, okay? We've read it all. Two of the men who had explored the land, Joshua and Caleb, tore their clothing. 
And they said to all the people of Israel, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. And if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into that land and give it to us. It is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord. Don't be afraid of the people of the land. They're only helpless prey to us. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. I'm going to cut to the chase this morning. I'm cutting to the chase. I want to go there right now. I'm not going to lead up to this revelation. I'm not going to declare a whole lot of other points. This is what I want you to take away with you today. Prophetically, God is saying, hey, I'm giving you 2022. It's full of promise. It's full of fruit. Don't look to the left or right. Don't get distracted. Don't speak a bad report about it. Speak no evil. Hear no evil. See no evil. 2022 is yours for the taking. Because God said right at the beginning of that passage of Scripture to the Israelites, here's the land I'm giving you. Go take a look. He did not say, here's the land I think maybe I could give you if you go and check it out and make sure that everyone's not too strong, brave, all the other things. He said, I'm giving you this land. Would you like to go and have a wee peek? (laughs) You know, maybe, I don't know why. I don't know why he wanted them to check it out. Hasn't been fleshed out enough for me to understand that. But when I think about myself, when we were moving to different places around the world, We got to check some of them out first. Coming down here, we'd already said yes with our heart, yes with our mouth. And still we got to come for a (laughs) look-see. We got to come and drive around and go and sit at St. Clair and enjoy. And it was one of those glorious Dunedin days. (laughs) They tricked us. Kidding, kidding, kidding. (laughs) Kidding, kidding, kidding. Um, You know, God wasn't asking for them to make it all okay. He was just saying, I've given it to you. Walk on in. Take a look. Unpack it. Two out of 12 saw and spoke differently. 10 out of 12, giant majority did not. Perspective. If you kept on reading in Numbers, it actually says in Scripture, Caleb had a different spirit. That was the key. He was more focused on his God and what his God was able to do than of the perceived problems in the middle of the promise. Caleb and Joshua saw something different and they spoke something different. 2022, as we take some territory, as we own our lives, as we turn up day after day, could you see a little differently than the majority? Could you speak a little differently than the majority? Could we have eyes and words of faith? You know, there's this um, Christian psychologist, and he's written a book called Boundaries, and it's all about how to have boundaries in relationships. That's probably what he's most famously known for, and his name is Dr. Henry Cloud. But he says this, Human brains are designed to create what they see in the future. Great golfers see the shot before they hit it. I know nothing about golf. That's why I'm quoting someone else. (laughs) When people see it, they create it. 
if it is communicated strongly enough and often enough, they almost cannot not create it. See with faith. Speak with faith. And watch your life come into line with the plans and the purposes and the promises of God. So, see no evil. If we're going to see what God sees, we need to have eyes of faith. So that took me instantly in my spirit to the faith chapter, Hebrews 11. And in the Passion, let's read a couple of things. Hebrews 11, verse 3. Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. Hebrews 11, verses 8 to 10. Faith motivated Abraham to obey God's call and leave the familiar to discover the territory he was destined to inherit from God. So he left with only a promise and without even knowing ahead of time where he was going. Abraham stepped out in faith. He lived by faith as an immigrant in his promised land as though it belonged to someone else. He journeyed through the land living in tents with Isaac and Jacob who were persuaded that they were also co-heirs of the same promise. His eyes of faith were set on the city with unshakable foundations whose architect and builder is God himself. Eyes of faith. Hebrews 11, verses 32 to 34. What more could I say to convince you? For there is not enough time to tell you of the faith of Gideon and Barak and Samson and this other guy and David and Samuel and the prophets. Through faith's power, they conquered kingdoms and established true justice. Listen to this. Their faith fastened onto their promises and pulled them into reality. It was faith that shut the mouth of lions, put out the power of the raging fire, and caused many to escape certain death by the sword. Although weak, their faith imparted power to make them strong. Faith sparked courage with them, and they became mighty warriors in battle, pulling armies from another realm into the battle. How does this apply to us today? How can we have eyes of faith when we look down the barrel of a whole nother year, when we look at the climate and what we're existing in and the world and everything else? How can we have eyes of faith? Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Fix your eyes, stop being distracted. Fix your eyes on Jesus. God, what have you said? God, can I see what you see? Let your faith pull that into your reality. Faith empowers us to see. Eyes of faith. How about our speech? If we're going to see no evil, we're going to have eyes of faith but we also need to watch what comes out. What destination are you declaring for your life with your words? Proverbs 18, verse 21, in the message, words kill or words give life. They're either poison or fruit, you choose. 
Do you own the words that are coming out of your mouth? Would you be pleased if everybody heard them? Are they creating life for you and life for others in your world? Your words will take you on a journey. Let's be careful. Proverbs 4, don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Stay away from some of this other stuff. What words are you declaring? What direction, what destiny are you declaring? What you say about you, your life, the people in your life will determine where your life ends up. If you speak negative things, if you speak mean things, poison or fruit, you choose. And believe me, there is a battle going on for your words. There is a fight for our voice. There's a fight to be heard. There's a fight to make yourself clear. There's a fight going on for your words. Because your voice can declare God's goodness. Your voice can declare his faithfulness. Your voice can prophesy to the future of yourself and your family. You can speak praise. Your voice can testify. Your voice can easily be overcome with doubt and insecurity and intimidation. But your voice can also call on the name of the one true living God. Your voice declares the way and the will of God. Your voice defeats the enemy. Your voice releases miracles. Your voice causes others to come into relationship with Jesus. Your voice carries the anointing of God. You know, in case you were um, under any uh, wrong thinking about the importance of your voice, in the beginning, God spoke, and the world came into existence. When Jesus spoke, he literally commanded everything around him to come back into order. Healing, life, transformation, even the weather (laughs) obeyed the word of Jesus. The dead were made alive, the sea was calmed, and the enemy flees. And then listen to what it says in the Bible in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 13. Since we have that same spirit of faith, according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke. We also believe and we also speak. Don't let your voice be robbed in 2022. Don't let it be taken. Use your voice to speak life at every opportunity. No matter what you're coming up against, could you declare life? This looks tricky right now, but I see life on the other side of it. Psalm 150 verse 6, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Psalm 107 verse 2, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Speak no evil. Chosen by God. Holy people. God's words on your tongue. Speak life. I wonder if the um, worship team can come join me. You know, I really, I really hope and pray that there's been this <laughs> encounter in your spirit this morning as you ponder the concept of living big in heart, enlarging on the inside 
even in the midst of restriction and lockdown and isolation and the unknown, could we be a people that goes big on the inside? Speak no evil, see no evil, hear no evil. God is more than able to take you into all that he has prepared for you. Even if in the eyes of society, your friends, your family, whatever, the promises look like they've gone. Speak faith. See with eyes of faith. God is with us. You do not need to be afraid. Guard your heart. For out of it flow the issues of life. Speak no evil. See no evil. Hear no evil. And the path will be made straight for you to walk on. Direct the directest route, the fastest access into all that God has for you. His love, His purpose, His grace, His mercy. I get overwhelmed. (laughs) You know, overwhelmed and a little undone when I think about the magnitude of this concept. That I could see what God sees and I could declare life into situations. But did you know that in the midst of all of that, God also sees and hears you? So not only are we seeing and we're declaring, but God sees you and He hears you. He's with you. At the base of my humanity and probably at the base of yours is a deep desire to be seen and heard. God's got you. 14 years ago, when I stood on the edge of motherhood, new territory for me. (laughs) New land, new promise, on the edge. I remember crying out to God with uncertainty and fear and trembling. I remember exactly where I was standing, in Auckland in the house that had been loaned to us to live in for six months. And through his word, God whispered to me what is now one of my favorite scriptures. Psalm 27, verse 8. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. As you stand on the edge of whatever season you are looking at, brand new year full of promise and goodness and grace in your family, in your relationships, in your schooling, in your career, whatever it looks like. Can you hear the whisper of heaven? Can you hear God saying to you, just come and have a chat with me. Come on in. Bring your heart here. I see you. I hear you. I've got you. Come have a talk with me. And let our response be, God, I'm coming. (laughs) I am running into your presence. I'm getting into your grace. I'm going to open up my heart again. I'm not going to live in restriction. I'm going to open up. I'm going to see with eyes of faith. I'm going to speak words of life. And the path in front of you, your promise is just going to be made straight. I wonder if we could all stand. I'm going to pray for us as we boldly enter into all that God has for us. I'm going to pray that there's new faith stirring on the inside of you, in your heart, where it matters most. You can't understand it. You can't put your words around it, but you suddenly feel full of hope and faith 
for all that God has in store. Mighty God, I thank you for this incredible company of people here in our other bubbles and online. And I declare, Holy Spirit, you are moving right now with a deposit of faith. There's an enlargement of spirit that is happening in this current moment. We have heard you say, come and talk with you. And we are running into your presence. We're running into relationship and conversation with you. Thank you, Holy God, that you put our feet back on the rock. You set our hearts on fire. There is a new deposit of faith for all that you have in front of us. And Holy God, would we be a people that watches what we say and what we speak? Mighty God, could we see what you see? Could we speak with faith? Could we declare life into every opportunity that we come up against? I declare miracles as a result of us seeing and speaking differently. I declare, Lord, that we will not be turned around at the edge of our promise, but we get to walk right into all that you have in 2022. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you that you see us and you hear us. In your mighty name we pray. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.